0: The autumn wind is a pirate.
1: Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. Yes, it is the dark times in the NFL. Not much news, but there's a lot of bullshit out there. That's this show. We're going to hit on that and more here on show 408. Before I get into the show, yes, there are events every freaking place in the summer. Let me just tell you, if you haven't figured it out by now, let me show you the way. My of brothers and sisters, booster clubs across the country are having events. All kinds of events. Picnics, barbecues, uh, raffles. This is when they raise their money for season events like going to games, having parties, and things like that. So keep an ear open. Look on the internet, look on the web for a booster club near you. I am sure there are events going down. Uh, There's a lot of them. I try to hit as many as I can. We got one in West Texas uh, for the West Texas Raja Nation. (laughs) Their first annual barbecue Saturday, June 21st, Ulmer Park, 2700 West Kentucky Avenue from 12 noon till 8 p.m. All kids are free, and if you have any questions, contact Mike Vegas on Facebook. All kinds of fans. Uh, these events are no joke, man. It's fun, and the best thing about it is you get to talk about the Raiders. You know, once you get next to a a fellow Raider fan, you know it's on. You know, the eye the eyes of your wife roll, and you're on. <laughs> You're talking for too long, fo' show. So check that out. There's a lot of others. I'll try to mention as many as I can. Uh, Send me an email with the event you got going on, by the way, if it has to do with uh, Silva in black. One more thing. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there putting it down. Laying it down. It is a labor of pure love to raise your children and, uh, yes, and be the best example possible. Be good human beings. You know what I'm saying. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers and mothers that act as fathers. For show. Sure. All right. a Nation, on today's show, we will have. Will they be planting flowers in Oakland? We don't know, man. Flowers is available. I'm sure he's not. we're not the only team interested, but I, I think we should be. Stroke me, stroke me. <laughs> there is so much
2: bullshit
1: out there. I'm just going to hit on some things that I've heard and read on the Internet. Police people. All right. This story, we must do this, a Nation. We must stop. And I mean stop eating our young. There's a lot of buzz shit bantering going back and forth about things. I just want to throw this out there and maybe quell the waters a bit. Um, so we can all get back on the same damn page. Which I'm sure we will once the season gets started. All that and the bone line which is backed up. You know what I'm saying. So we'll try to get as many calls in as we can. So... Without further ado, let us roll out. I wonder if they'll be planting flowers in Oakland. No, not petunias. Brandon flowers, that is. So Brandon Flowers, the all-pro cornerback from the Chiefs, was released recently because of the cap number he was going to cause them after six years of service to the team. Well, he's only five nine, but he's done pretty well in the past. Now, last season was not the best season for him because they were working him out of the program early, I think. They were putting in a lot of rookies, and they were putting him on the slot receivers a lot of the times. He didn't do very well. But he is a pro bowler, another guy that we could bring in here and recycle and hopefully bring him back to a pinnacle of greatness. Now, with DJ Hayden, (laughs) Mr. Injury Number 2, let me see, man. Is there any other team in the NFL that has two guys, McFadden and DJ Hayden? (laughs) that continually get hurt, I'm telling you, it's killing me. DJ Hayden now is walking around in a boot. Uh, Who knows what's wrong with him, but, you know, there should be nothing wrong with him in my book.
3: Jason Tarver, Raiders defensive coordinator, feels like he just won about a grand when the Raiders decided to use their first pick of this year's draft on his side of the ball. I always think that in a war room during every draft pick there's a coordinator who's totally about to get a new toy and there's another coordinator who like runs downstairs christmas morning and there's no tree for there's no present for them (laughs) underneath the christmas tree uh to talk about how he plans on using his new presents and uh what is coming this season for silver and black football i'm very happy for the first time to welcome in jason tarver here to the damon Bruce show jason how you doing this afternoon
4: Good. Thanks for having me. How are you guys?
3: I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on. Uh, obviously, you got to be excited about Khalil Mack in the selection. How much lobbying were you doing for Khalil Mack when you were sitting there on the clock?
4: Well, the the board we set the board ahead of time. So when he was at that pick, that was uh, high value at that pick. Obviously, we're very excited to have him. And uh, how Reggie and the scouts and the entire organization—we all work together in setting that board, and our process has gotten better and better. So, Khalil's one of the results of that process.
3: Well, you know, I, I was wondering: was he the name that fell to you at that spot, or was there were you did you have a situation where okay, if any one of these three guys is there, we'd be happy with any of these three guys? Was there another option that you valued, and you ended up taking Mac over that other option?
4: You know, all all that is, is speculation, but you set the board we had. There was a good number of players that were valued at the five, fifth pick, and we were fortunate enough that Khalil was there. So our process, we plan for those things. We practice all the time and saying, well, if he's there, why would you take this player over another player? So Khalil was there, and we liked the position flexibility of this player.
3: Well, and let me ask you, about his versatility. Do you envision him playing more stand-up outside linebacker? Is he playing with his hand in the dirt? Or can he do both equally well? And that adds to his value right there.
4: It's it's both equally well. And for Khalil, when you're looking for players that are impact players on the edges of an NFL defense, some people align in more 3-4 front, some more 4-3. But with Khalil, the first thing that he does is he's a power rusher with the ability to bend. So pass rush is number one, and when he's playing outside linebacker and when he's playing with his hand in the dirt, that's going to be his main function is to set it in the run game and get after the quarterback, and that's what he does best. He also has the ability, he has enough ability to flip and move and run in space that when we do need to want to or need to drop him into coverage, he has the skills to do that as well. But we like this player moving forward.
3: It was a situation that I think surprised a lot of people because, let's face it, not not a lot of folks on the West Coast, not a lot of folks even in upstate New York, for that matter, watch a lot of University of Buffalo football. How do you think a player of this talent ends up there? Did he grow into his body late? Uh, normally, when you see a really talented player come from a small school, there was a You know, he did something wrong and had to transfer. None of that is in this young man's past. How does the University of Buffalo end up playing with the fifth overall pick of the NFL draft on its roster?
4: Well, he focused on basketball a lot as a young man, as a lot of athletes do, and he was discovered a little later in the football process and had had one injury in high school. But he's the youngest of three brothers, and his dad and his brothers are pretty tough men as well. So this is this is a young man that's grown out of a tough family and. That just goes to show you what people can develop into when presented with the opportunity. He had 75 tackles for loss in college and 16 career force fumbles, and both of those are way up in the overall, I don't know if they are the records, but they're way up there. And so Khalil gets around the football, and that's what we got to have. The more times we can take that football away, the more times we put the ball in Matt Schaub and MJD. McFadden and all our offensive weapons hands so that's what we want
3: to do Raiders defensive coordinator Jason Tarver here on the Damon Bruce show and it's good to have him aboard talking about this year's draft and what he plans on doing we've just gone over Khalil Mack let me ask about the the next pick on your side of the ball Justin Ellis out of Louisiana Tech he already comes with the built-in nickname Jelly uh (laughs) tell us a little bit about him
4: yeah i didn't i didn't know about the nickname but I kind of like it as long as he's doing the same thing knocking people around and getting in the backfield and making plays but this is it this is a young man who's strong who has the ability to bend and strike and move people and one of the things we wanted to do in the draft is just to get bigger and stronger that red you said we want to do the pushing around and that's what jelly will help us do I
3: want to ask you about last year's first round draft pick? cornerback D.J. Hayden. What do you think of his rookie season? What did you ask him to work on? And do you believe that uh, he will be more of a factor and involved more this year?
4: The answer to the last question is yes. D.J. saw just about everything, both in life and in football, happen to him in his rookie season, from his surgeries to his injuries to what he's overcome, personally, physically, everything. He's a great young man. He's working right now. We've had the ability. We're in phase, what they call phase two of the offseason right now, so we're able to do some field work. He's honing his technique. He looks explosive. He's put on weight and strength, and he's really focusing in on learning the little things of the defense so that he can play faster and be more aggressive on certain types of routes, so we're pleased with what DJ's doing right now, and he's definitely on the upswing. He's He's saying, oh, that's what that word means. Now I can do that even faster. And that's what happened between year one and year two. So we're looking forward to seeing DJ's progress. And with his explosive, explosive skills, he should be able to get his hands on the ball like he did at the end of the San Diego game, win that game for us last year.
3: You, you mentioned that you're in phase two. How many phases are there of your offseason program? And can you tell us about them?
4: Yes, there's three phases to the NFL offseason. Phase one is, is two weeks. And during that, during that phase, the veteran players, you, you do meetings with them, and then they're also allowed to work in the weight room, but you don't put in the field factor yet. During phase two, you're allowed 90 minutes per day of field work, either running with the strength and conditioning coaches or doing position work with the coaches. But we don't mimic any plays. There's no one-on-ones or anything. That's how the NFL rules work. And then phase three is your your actual OTAs or organized team activities. That's where you're functioning like a practice, and that comes into swing in about two weeks.
3: Always interesting stuff. Thank you very much. Uh, Jason Tarver, uh, defensive coordinator for the Raiders. What does it mean to you as you try to establish yourself as a defensive coordinator in this league to get an established defensive end like Justin Tuck to help captain your defense?
4: Well, through these stages right now, we're very excited about what Justin brings. First, of course, is his ability. You know, people are making a lot of the, the leadership with Justin, and that, that's great, and he's he's doing a good job, already excited for what we can do with these younger players like Khalil and the and the other players that we've brought in. But Justin has ability to beat guys one-on-one, both in the run and the pass game. So we're, we're very excited. He also has the phrase you hear a lot, position flexibility. He can play on the end. He can play inside. And so that helps us in our – in what we do with our multiple fronts. That type of player, we couldn't be more excited about that he's in the building for everything that he brings.
3: Bringing a couple former Niners in Terrell Brown and Carlos Rogers. What can you tell us about the decision to add those two backs, uh, defensive backs?
4: Uh, T Brown, can't say enough about him. I was over as the outside linebackers coach for the 49ers when he came into us as a rookie, and he has grown as a person and a player. He's a technician. He knows everything that's happening to him in the routes. He asks great questions. He is he is a studier. He's in the meetings and just on point, paying attention at all points in time because he wants to be great. So that addition has been good for our young secondary, some of our younger secondary members to see. Carlos Rodgers has been a pro that can play both inside and outside corner. And against our division, we need some inside corners with experience. That can do some different things, both in man and zone type defenses, and blitz when appropriate, which he can do as well. The Niners, he's he's had some success blitzing as well. So that those two players give us professionals that adjustments formations. They're not too big for them. They can make adjustments.
3: Yeah, I know that the NFL is so much about evaluation. Players are evaluated, coaches are evaluated, GMs are evaluated at all times. Jason, as you evaluated your season yourself last year, what do you think your uh, biggest swing and miss was? What is one thing you thought that you did well? Uh, and a goal that you've set for this season that you think you need to see improvement from from this defense?
4: I like the question. We That's what you do in the offseason is you have a lot of time before you can see the players. And you're not quite sure because every year in the NFL is a one-year One-year deal. It's a new year every year. And we made some strides early in the year, and our players became healthy of doing these things, not caring where we get the ball. It doesn't matter where they get the ball. It's our job to stop them and keep them from scoring. We've done some things being in the top ten and three and outs the first two years of our progress here. Our run defense has steadily increased since this system and this set of coaches and personnel has been in the building. So those are the things we've done well. Now what we need to do better is this when the ball's even if the ball is completed we need more hats to the football consistently. We did that at times last year, but we need that to happen consistently get off the field quicker. So to shorten these drives so we don't wear ourselves out hey, let's get off the field as fast as possible. It's our job to get the ball back to the offense, put it in the hands of those guys that I spoke about earlier, shop, et cetera, the guys that we've brought in. And that's our main emphasis is preventing points, getting the heck off the field. Like I said, we've done some good things. We need to take that run defense and make it even better. And then when they do, catch the ball sometimes, so what? Go get them on the ground, take the ball away from them.
3: I appreciate how candidly you answered that question. Jason, thank you very much. I hope this is the first of many conversations we get to have with you. Thank you so much for joining me.
4: All right. Thank you.
1: (laughs) So anyway, Brandon Flowers could be a good option. I believe he was getting $5 million for his contract. We'll see who's interested, but I believe we should be interested because I'm not seeing Hayden as a possibility. Flowers, he's young, he's 28. Uh, He's still got a lot of football ahead of him. As long as he passes our physical, (laughs) we could end up on the better end of the stick here, revitalize him, and put him back as a first-ring dude or use him in certain situations. Who knows? We could give it a try. We've got the room to do it so why not and that is all i have to say about that stroke me stroke me, me, that stroke me, stroke me. that's right man please don't give me any more bow crap stories this time of year i know news is slow but let's not make it up as we go As most of us that are diehard Raider fans look through the internet for news and stories and any news possibly on our Oakland Raiders, I mean, some of the stuff that's coming out is absolute garbage. Darren McFadden returning punts and kicks? Really? Honestly? He can't even return from the bathroom without spraining an ankle or popping something Or hurting something. I cannot even think or even imagine that they would even think about using him as a return specialist. Because he's so freaking fragile. The guy is made of glass. And there is no way he's going to return shit. (laughs) Nothing. Ain't going to happen. That's one of the stories I read. Another one was. Here's another one. Now, Derek Carr is pushing Schaub. He could take over as the primary quarterback. Really? Really? I mean, okay, I like Carr. I want I want him to have a good future. I really like him. But to say that he's going to take Schaub's job here this time of year, we've had a couple mini camps, rookie mini camp, uh, little OTA issues. We haven't even played one fucking preseason game, and they're already crowning Carr? Give me a break, man. Olsen says he's better than we thought he was going to be. That doesn't mean he's taking us to the Super Bowl next year. It does mean that we have a good pick, and he's got a lot of possibilities, and yes, he'll be great. But he's not competing for the first spot yet. Maybe that later on this year, we'll find out that he may have the job. But right now, To say that he's pushing a job and they haven't even put their pads on yet. This is the buffoonery that I read this time of year and I think, goodness gracious, they have to scrape up any news to make any news. Maurice Jones-Drew was evidently sued for some kind of bar fight. It was already assumed It was done. It was handled. But here it pops up right now like it's going to be an issue. But if you read the article, it's a freaking popcorn fart, man. There's no substance to it. And it's a done deal. It's nothing. So what I mean is don't stroke us. All you guys out there, whoever listens to my podcast, and you know somebody's writing this bullshit Tell them to knock that shit off, because personally, I'm freaking tired of reading horse crap, and that is all I have to say about that. All right, Raider Nation, this is a warning, <laughs> an early warning, a warning I'll give off in this season. We cannot eat our young <laughs> or each other, for crying out loud. Well, there are two basic camps here uh, with the Rata fan base. One is Reggie can do no wrong, and if he does it wrong, that's okay because we're going to follow his course. That's one side. There's another side that says, oh, no, he fucked up over here. He blew this over there. He's making mistakes over here, and it's pretty obvious to everybody else. There's kind of two camps here, and I've seen a lot of brutal and I mean brutal uh, back and forth on the Internet on both these cases. I have praised Reggie McKenzie for the things he's done great, and I have chastised his ass (laughs) for the things I think he jacked up. That's my way of doing things. I'll give him credit when he deserves it, and I'll certainly take it away when he doesn't. But other people have a die-hard a purist, uh, whatever happens, we're for this this guy kind of an attitude, which is okay. Listen, both camps can live together because the goal is to win a Super Bowl, and we would all love to see that happen. One thing I'll say is let's just not be too emotional about these things. I see a lot of brutal things going back and forth. Hey, man, we're on the same freaking team. It just perplexes me when people get so blown out that they get so violent on the internet. Hey, I used to be blown away when I watched games in Los Angeles when the Raiders were down there. Man, there was a lot of Raider-on-Raider violence, lots of bodies going down the stairs, and if you were there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It was brutal. No need for that kind of bullshit to go down to the Raider Nation. We have a different kind of fan base, way more passionate, I understand. Take your passions, let them out, but let's not get too brutal about it on each other, for crying out loud, because I've seen that happen, and I don't want it to happen. Uh, The sooner we get into this football season, we might not do the best, but listen, man, we are all voting and, and trying to be positive About this team this year It's frustrating Let's just be cool with each other Uh, That's my biggest point Is uh, we are The Raider Nation And let's keep that in mind, shall we?
5: All
1: right, it's time for The Bone Line 1-800-620-7181 1-800-620-7181 Get on the Bone I love the of Nation, man. When you're on the phone, it's golden. Now, I know you guys love this part of the show. This is my favorite. You know that, too. So, let's just not waste any more time, and let's get to the first call. And our first caller is Kansas Raider. What's going on, man? It's off-season.
2: Hey, this is
6: Kansas Raider. Just calling me to tell y'all, man, look at them Raiders. Hey, we had a great draft. I'm serious, man. Khalil Mack is a plus. But people are sleeping on Derek Carr, man. That dude, man, you will be a beast in the NFL. I'm telling you now, he is nothing like his brother. But he is, he copied his brother to a way. You know, he watched what his brother did and see how many mistakes his brother made. And he is going to show that he will not make those same mistakes that his brother made.
3: Man,
6: I'm so happy right now, man. The Raiders look like they can be something. I still think, you know, with the free agency and everything going on, I think it's not not a bad, bad look right now. But we could definitely improve on some things. Man, Justin Tuck and defense, man, defense is bad. It's cold, man. I'm so I, I usually go on this thing to get pissed off, man, but I'm happy as hell right now. We got some good players in a Raiders organization, man. We can actually have something to be proud of. I've always been proud, but we got something we can really be proud of now, man, Wait until next year and then the next... Man, I'm telling you, man, i got Super Bowl within three years. And I'm being... I'm not saying it as a fan. I'm saying this as an NFL fan. Not a Raiders fan, NFL fan. The Raiders can be in the Super Bowl in three years, man. I'm telling you, some cold shit going on. I'm
1: out. I believe we're all feeling that same feeling, man. We have a team. We're putting pieces together. We have a good foundation. Now, all there is to do is to just make it better every year. I see a possibility of three years, too. I do. So uh, that's a good thing. We're all feeling that. Thank you for the call, brother. Our next caller, my man, Autumn Wynn Williams from Oaktown. He's right there, the hood. What's going on,
7: man? What's going on, Raider Greg and Raider Randy? This is Autumn Wynn Williams from East Oakland, California is giving you a holler. I see I didn't make it on time for uh this podcast right now. You know, I got to just check it out. I love the positivity that I'm hearing from the Raider Nation. Man, it it, it just ba- basically explains how I feel right now from everybody's comments. Loving Camille Mac- Khalil Mack, uh Derek Carr, Jelly, man. <laughs> that's a huge motherfucker right there. I'm waiting to see and handles met some business this year, man. And um, you know, I like another pick. At first I wasn't too sure about the uh the quarterbacks because like like you mentioned, we stack up on them cornerbacks, but you mentioned also how we we trying to search for that next Charles Woodson. So it makes a whole lot of sense now to me that we got these draft picks at cornerback and I'm looking for that next Woodson to step up. When he And when is it his time to retire? But, uh, you know, I'd see witnessing that probably another two years at least. You know, but um, I'm loving everything as far as with the draft. Raider-ass moves. Speaking on Raider-ass moves, though. So the Raider Nation made some Raider-ass moves. Headed up to the Alameda County headquarters. Man, we was deep. We was deep. Canton, Mark, 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 head out. <laughs> it was lovely, man. I had it all on camera. Dr. Death, Mark, uh, talking about everything as far as the Raiders staying in Oakland. He heard us out. That's what we really wanted is him just to hear the voice of the nation. As a matter of fact, two and a half years strong, had to keep the Raiders in Oakland page on Facebook, got over 5,000 followers, and also started the event page, Voice of the Nation. What we started was a voice uh, a movement. About two weeks ago calling the city council, the Alameda County Supervisors, the Mayor of the Oakland, the Oakland Raiders to find out where the status is as far as the negotiation. I'm glad all the Raider Nation is participating in this. I want you guys to keep on following, keep on dialing those phone lines, put that pressure on. Get this filled, man. Get it signed, filled, delivered. The Raiders need to stay in Oakland. So call up everybody everybody that you know that can make this happen especially the Alameda County supervisors. they weren't about the taxes. You know what I told them? Raiders leave Oakland, you got to pay taxes anyway. Unemployment taxes, you got to get bulldozers in there to get rid of the Coliseum structure, to start whatever design you want to develop next. So you may as well build Coliseum City. You know, it's, it's increasing jobs for the city of Oakland. Look at the people that travel just to see the home games for the Raiders. Man, they putting in putting money in the city of Oakland. So you got to look at all of this stuff right here, man. The Raiders belong in Oakland. They're showing that they're they, they signing key players, ready to, rent, ready to win a uh, Super Bowl. So we may as well back them up, man, because we would love another Super Bowl to be in the city of Oakland. Just got off the conference call with Reggie McKenzie and Dennis Allen. Little privilege for a season ticket holder. You know, it, it was a cool conversation as far as everything I heard from them. But I really wish we had you or Money Man have spoken on that call. I got to get out of here, man. Had too much beer. Hyped up off the podcast. I'm out. Out of win as a Raider pillaging just for fun i'll smack you around upside down and laugh when we cock in their one out
1: best freaking phone call in a long ass time i love it i love the passion the reminder that the oakland raider fan base is active and alive here in oakland at alameda pointing the finger at the right place at the city of oakland at the city council at the county supervisors, all these boneheads better get their shit together and realize how many millions of dollars that they're going to lose if they lose that team in Oakland. With Dr. Death spearheading this, uh, check out those websites. Uh, get your ass out there to Alameda when they have these things going on. It's important. It's important you get that phone call into county supervisor And tell them what an idiot they are. I mean, they've been kicking this can down the road for years. It's not my problem. It'll be my future uh, predecessor's problem. This is how it goes in politics. It's happening up in Washington. Same bullshit. We need to keep this team here. We need to keep them here for show. So let's get to it, Raider Nation. If you're here in the Bay Area, if you come to see the Raiders play at the Coliseum, Get your ass on that phone and make a call. Get on the websites. Make a donation. That's all I got to say about that. Our next caller, Raider Jesse James out of Dallas, Texas. What's up, my brother?
0: Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Jesse James out of Dallas, Texas again. Great podcast, Rader Greg, Raider Randy. You guys did phenomenal. Good draft. I think uh, Reggie McKenzie knocked it out of the ballpark. Real quick, this call is going to be called hashtag no excuses. DA better get his shit straight because this is the year. He has no excuses, man. All the weapons, everything we've loaded up on him, all the picks, everything through the offseason and everything, there's no excuses going forward. This is going to be either, you know, like everybody said, it, do it or break it, whatever it is, man. Um are the nation's been waiting too long, and we don't have enough patience for this bullshit anymore. Uh, I'm excited. Every pick that we picked, I'm not going to go through them because y'all know who we picked. I think this is the best pick we've had in years, years, like you said it. So uh, I'm, I'm very, very excited. Can't wait. I'm going to stay uh, safe out there. One love. Thank you guys for the podcast. I'm out.
1: It seems like it is a make or break year. That's a third year of regime, third year of the system. I think we finally have some people in place. Not everybody, but we have a good percentage of people in the right place. Dennis Allen knows this. Reggie knows this. Uh, we got the toughest schedule in the NFL. And we got to have some real realistic expectations here. I think myself, If we get six or seven wins, that is a good season. Because if we get six or seven wins, man, and we just lose a few games by a field goal, we're on our way, brother. With this schedule, hell yes. Next year, we'll definitely be kicking some ass. Thanks for the call, man. And here he is, my best caller. I'm telling you, man, I love this guy. You love this guy, Money Man has spoken.
5: Radar.
8: Yeah, it's Money Man has spoken. Radar. Well. Another week passed, and Raiders have now went out and claimed Greg Little from Cleveland off waivers. Well, you know it was a low cost. I think high, you no, know, boom a bust. But hey, why not? You know he doesn't cost much money, and if we can make a you no know, get a third receiver out of him, then it'll be worth the money in my opinion. I'm like, let's do it. We didn't draft a wide receiver anyway, so. He's probably the best guy out there. So just go for it, you know. So I'm I'm with it. Uh, like I said, you know, Reggie's been doing some good things, if that is Reggie. You know, I'm kind of skeptical on that. You know, I still haven't forgot that Sappho situation, as well as my boy Terrell Pryor. But, you know, that's water on the bridge. But, you know, like, it, the, if it's Reggie, he's been making some excellent moves, and I will you know, give him kudos for that. You know, a good a good draft, did so well in free agency, and now let's pick up, hey, I'm in. But, Ray Greg, I'll listen to your big pun buddy, Mikey Rader, and although I just can't stand him, he did have one valid point. The Raiders should accept that invite to harden up. Hey, I know you one of the guys out there saying, Oh, they shouldn't do it because of the tension. I'm like, so the hell what? Mike made a good point. Hell, why not? Get the media involved. We need something to get us back on the map. We ain't winning shit. So why not? Do it. Go for it, man. That might get us notoriety. Teams might know they might even want to put us on the T V once they see that we got something. But you know, that won't start until Denz Allen. Go ahead and give this boy, Derek Carr, a fair chance to compete for the starting position. If he doesn't do that, then this team won't go anywhere. Believe me when I say that, Ray DeGreed. We saw it happen last year when he anointed Matt Flynn the job. Don't give me that bullshit talking about it was competition. We know goddamn well it wasn't. That was his job. The only reason he didn't start was because of a sore arm. Dennis Allen was going to start him no matter how bad he played in preseason, and we know that was a train wreck. And he and Dennis Allen is on the verge of doing the same thing. And it ain't no question in my mind that Derrick Carr is a Mark Davis pick. Y'all can argue that if you want to. He was a Mark Davis pick, not a Dennis Allen, Redden-Kins pick, a Mark Davis pick. And Dennis Allen does not want to play him. Believe that, he wants to start Matt Shaw. And once again, Matt Shaw will get all the first-team reps, and his boy Matt McGloin will get the backup reps. So I doubt very seriously if Carr even sees the field. And that is going to really bring this team down because the players going to see that Derek Carr can play. And they're going to wonder, why is this guy not trying to get out here? We saw what kind of bullshit that Matt Shaw pulled last year. We don't want that motherfucker up on the center. If Derek if Carr can play better. And we saw the arm talent in Rick. It's there. Give this guy a fair chance. Give him a shot. Shit. What we got to lose? Well, Dennis Allen got to lose his damn job if he don't get his act together. But, hey, overall, other than that, I like everything else that's going on. But that one thing is going to hold this team back. If we don't correct it, best to show, we're going to be either 4-12 and 12, at the most, 5-11. And saying that, Ray grig, I'm out.
1: I feel what you're saying about hard knocks, but I totally disagree, man. We don't need all these cameras up our ass in training camp. And uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. Notoriety, notoriety is after we start winning some football games. After we start getting a team that can really put a competition on the field, we get respect on the field first. Then we'll do hard knocks, man. But hard knocks not going to bring us any notoriety. What it's going to do is it's going to open up a bunch of jokes for a bunch of jokers out there in mainstream media about the Raiders. I don't need it. The team doesn't need it. And, and I'm, I don't want to even be more pissed off at the mainstream than I already am. So that's about... The hard knock situation, uh, they could take that hard knocks right up their ass until we prove on the field that we're worthy. Now, Derek Carr, great in rookie camp. Hey, man, Tyler Wilson looked like the next coming of Kenny Stabler in rookie camp. So before we get excited, and I love Carr. Don't get me wrong, man. I want him to succeed. If he's the best player on the field, he will play. Dennis Allen don't have no time to be jacking around with this guy. Could be better. He better put the best player. He better put him on the field every single play, because this is his career. This is his legacy in Oakland. Because let me tell you, he's not going to play the we paid Matt shop this much money. Uh, we got to put him on the field. Horse crap like Flynn. I think that lesson has been learned. And if it hasn't, well, then he deserves to lose his job. But I don't think that's going to happen. If Carr's the best man, we'll see it in minicamp. We'll see it in training camp. And we'll see it in the preseason. And so will everybody else. And he will play. He will play as first quarterback if he wins it. Trust me on this. There is no time for jokes for Tennis Allen. He needs to get it done. And if if Carr is the best guy, trust me, Carr will start for the Raiders this year. I love the passion, brother. Keep on calling. You know, you know how the fans love you here. And that is all I gotta say about that. And our next caller, our Raider, Chad from Oakland. What's going on, man? <laughs>
9: Hey, what's up? This is Raider Tad from Oakland. Love the podcast. Always waiting for it every week when it comes out. I'm always waiting for it and love being a member of the Raider Nation. And i just like to say I'm so fucking happy Jacoby Ford is gone. The draft was great, and I'm glad that Jacoby Ford's gone. Now if we can get rid of Denarius Moore, then we're working with something. Then we got that team. I mean, those guys couldn't catch don't catch footballs. They just don't. they are made not to catch footballs, you know. in every every game that I went to a few years back, Jacoby Ford would run the ball back. The very first very first punt return of the of the of the game, he'd run it back, get a touchdown, and then we'd lose the game. And it was just like I felt like he was just a it was a bad omen. So I'm glad that he's gone and we got fresh talent. Stoked to see uh, the Mac. It's going to be good, and I think Carr in the future is going to be awesome too. Right on, go Raiders.
1: Well, I think Jacoby Ford lost a step, and you could see that. Everybody could. It was kind of a bummer because he's a great personality. He's funny as hell uh, in camp. He was the funniest guy there. Trust me. I'm going to miss Jacoby Ford, but that's how it goes. I don't agree with Moore. I think Moore is going to be much better this year. You know, Moore, (laughs) as many balls as he dropped, you got to think, who's giving him the ball? Yes, he should have caught those balls, but I think if you have a relationship with your quarterback – Perhaps he'll get that with Carr or Schaub. I think he's a good wide receiver. I think we got to give him another season. This year, if he doesn't pan out, I believe he should go. But he needs one more year here with Oakland to see what he's got because we finally have an arm to get a ball to him at a decent place on the field. So uh, that's about that. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have Raider Jakes from Big Sky Country. Beautiful. Conrad Montana, what is up, my brother?
2: Raider Randy, Raider Greg, this is Raider Diggs calling in from Conrad Montana. Randy, I've got a bone to pick with you. How come I cannot get your podcast on the one five ten four ninety five sixty three ten anymore? I'm at a loss. I just don't know where to tune in. Being out in the boondocks in Montana, uh, internet is uh, pretty damn hard to come by. So I'll tell you what, if you want to be as a man, the man. You you can text, you can call me a number, uh, the number where I can pick up the Raider Podcast, and you can let me know which number you have where I can pick up my beloved Raider podcast. Man, I miss it. Okay, man. Hey, and I'll tell you one thing, Matt Hey, da, 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 Maybe we're making a little bit of a pretty good move there. I think under the situation, circumstances, wasn't a bad move. Not bad at all. Okay. Hey, I'm out and catch you later. Let me know, please, okay? Go Raiders.
1: My good brother, Raider Jake, my man. Randy will handle that, I am sure. (laughs) You got that, Randy? Anyway, it's just nice to know that I have a brother out there that likes this show so much that he just really has to have it. Uh, All you guys that like listening to our show, it is cool hearing how you do enjoy the Raider Nation podcast because it keeps us going. Keeps me going for crying out loud, and I'm sure it does the same for Randy. We appreciate the props, and, uh, well, there you go, my friend. And our next caller from Miami, Florida, Flow
5: Raider. Raider Greg, Raider Randy. What's going on, gentlemen? This is uh, Flow Raider giving you a call from Miami um and uh I was moved to call you guys I heard a number this week that uh that was very interesting to me and that was uh two billion uh the dollars that uh that they're being paid for the l a clippers um which is you know the second best uh n b a franchise in the city of l a and uh I heard about that that just got me thinking about um you know uh, how how valuable an NFL team could be in L.A. And, uh, you know, I know, Greg, uh, you're, you're there. I'm in Miami. You're a lot closer to, to the action than I am on, on this. But I know you've had a lot of frustration with uh, with Quan and the people in, in Oakland and uh, dragging their, their asses in terms of, uh, you know, getting the stadium and then keeping the team. Um, but, you know, hey, if, if they're going to drag their asses, I think Mark Davis and company, um, they, they, they the creators to leave Oakland again, I'd love them to stay there, uh just in terms of tradition. But man, if it makes the team financially stronger, if it can make uh you know, Mark Davis filthy rich, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm 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 i would I would understand to move to la because there's definitely uh some dollars to be to be had there. So um so yeah, just wanted to give you a call there with a little bit of the business end of things here and uh uh, excited about the season. Uh, looking forward to seeing you guys. I heard some good things happening in the in the OTAs and uh, apparently, John Kleiner showing showing off. Uh, looking good there. We'll, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, but uh, but yeah, man, looking forward to uh, to a great year. So keep up the good work with the podcast, guys, and um, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, at the top soon. <laughs> Take care, gentlemen.
1: Well, you know what? Let me just say this. Yeah, Quan is uh, <laughs> a joke. City is really jacking things up. However, here's the big difference between keeping the Raiders in Oakland and moving them to L.A. Mark is still making money here. He will continue to make plenty of money here in Oakland. Uh, if the team goes to L.A., it's not going to affect L.A. at all. Their economy will flow right along and And, you know, they'll get more jobs and stuff like that. But it's not going to affect Los Angeles in a big economic way. But if it leaves Oakland, it will leave such a pit, a hole, uh, that I don't even know if Oakland will be able to recover if the Raiders leave. It it would devastate this entire area. And uh, there's a lot of good people in Oakland working for this team. I don't want to see that happen um and the los angeles market could have a brand new franchise with a new name and they just do just fine i uh, keep my raiders right here in oakland we got to do it we got to keep them here but uh if they go it'll just be the fault of the oakland government that's where it's going to lay the egg will be laid right in their lap thanks for the call and the opinion i understand from a fan in Miami, it's a little different perspective, uh, but that's the way I feel, brother. Thanks for the call. And our next caller is Rada Mikey from Rada Central. What is going on, my special guest? <laughs> What's happening, brother?
10: What's up, Rada? Greg? It's your boy, Mikey Rada from Raider Central. Guess what? The top five lists for HBO Hard Knocks has been rumored and flashed announced, not publicly yet, because they're hoping teams might still volunteer, but the Oakland Raiders are on the final five with the Chicago Bears, the Jaguars, the Steelers, and the St. Louis Rams. So I know you don't want them on Hard Knocks, but they might be on Hard Knocks. They will announce it before June 25th. So I'm thrilled because you know I want to watch my Oakland Raiders on
6: TV.
10: And you don't want all that drama and bullshit. But I want the video footage. You know what I'm saying because I'm a video maker. That's what I do. We just finished OTAs. We're about to get into mini camp. And then training camp. The news reporters are already starting the quarterback drama. They're saying Derek Carr is progressing further than Matt Schaub in OTAs. They're trying to start a quarterback controversy already like they did with Matt Flynn and Terrell Pryor last year. Just to keep the news interesting because Matt Schaub's coming off a bad year and they want to mess with his Mental state once again, but I wouldn't read too much into it, Raider Nation. Let's wait till training camp and official Raider reporters start giving that information, and not these Raider haters like ESPN, NFL Network, CBS Sports, all these damn mass media outlets. So once again, I love you, Raider Nation podcast. You are the forefathers. I am your younger son, and we built a big Raider vlogging video community. And damn it, we are here. We are one. We are Raider family. And I'm proud to be your brother.
1: First off, my brother, thank you for the props. You know what? We do our best here at the podcast to let the real news out to the nation. You know what, brother? It's been settled. <laughs> you know who stepped up to take the pain? The Atlanta Falcons are going to be on hard knocks. They stepped up for the big one, and uh, we're done. So there's there's no more talking about it. I'm thankful it did not happen. Uh, screw that hard knocks until we get to beating people down. Then they could bring the hard knocks to the house. When we start winning games... We start showing everybody we can kick some ass. Yeah, hell yeah. Bring the hard knocks in, and we'll show them how it's done. That's my opinion, brother. You know how it is. Thanks, brother, for the call. Always love it. Our next caller is RJ Rada up in the house from Whittier, California. The Hood. I love it there, man. My old stomping growls. What is going on, man? <laughs>
11: Hey Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is RJ, known as AKK, Raider Junkie, calling in from East Whittier. Hey bro, shout out to uh, all those bloggers who are throwing, what the hell are you guys doing? This is Raider Nation, supposed to love one another, back one another, what's this hatred going on? I just got done listening to Raider Central with Mikey. What's going down with him? Raider Great, I know you know him and you guys used each other's uh podcasts or whatever, clips and stuff like that. It's all about sharing a big love of the Raider nation. But those two knuckleheads, those dumb idiots, trying to take the glory two or three years who gives a fuck how long you've been doing it the thing is on that blogger is to share information voice our opinion not to sit there and say who did this first who's stealing that first you know I'm tired of this you know what a lot with Raider Nation people don't listen to their uh, blog class or whatever you want to call it just don't even listen to them because you know what they're idiots They're just idiots. I agree with Mikey. We need to stop all this bullshit and let's just get together in one big love for Raider
2: Nation,
11: man. So, hey, boys, you knuckleheads, stop being the dopeheads and just give it up, okay? Put that thing we have with Mikey and all the other bloggers who did this and who did that, just drop it, okay? Shut the fuck up. If you want to do that, that's fine. Put the information out there. Let people listen to you. But don't be begging on other people just because who did this, who's copying me. You know what, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, you guys are the best. Keep it up. Put it back on your podcast. I'd like to support you guys. I uh, just, uh, just need some uh, information, it's saying because, hey, we need people like you to bring the love and bring the nation together. Fuck this hatred shit for one another. Don't fight another with one another. Let's get together and let's go because this season, it looks promising. No hate, just love.
7: I'm out.
1: Perfect phone call, bro. Perfect. That was my point in this show is that, man, we all have different opinions. And, yeah, as far as uh, who started what and Mikey Raider, man, we're all doing our thing. Everybody from Gorilla Rilla to Raider Juice, to The Violator, to Raider Mikey, to Raider Nation Podcast, to Raider Take, to, uh, you know, the list is countless. This is how we communicate, man. Whether you state one comment on a blog or you have an entire show, like Mikey or me or, or uh, well, just me, for example, you know, the hours it takes to do it, the time it takes to put into it, um, what it takes to be here for nine years. That's a lot. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who come first. What matters is we all want this team to win, and if we were all, everybody arguing on the Internet was all at the game, all at the same tailgate, there would be no problem. It would be a great party. Of fans and friends and memories that last forever. So know that and know when you're you're sending an email or making a comment about someone else and what they do for the nation. Just remember, you could be standing right next to them at a tailgate at a game. And I'm gonna tell you right now, you'll be smiling, you'll be popping beers and having a blast talking about and cheering on the Oakland Raiders. I'm all for that, man. I agree 100%. Great phone call, bro. Right to the heart. All right, Raider Nation, continue to have fun in the summer. There's lots to do, lots to see, and a lot of vacationing to take because, well, football's right around the damn corner. Uh, Bring us with you wherever you're going for sure. We got a lot of things going on, man. I want to tell you, we could get flowers. There could be some dealings. Uh, We got mini camps. We got training camp coming up right away, man. It is happening. The season is on us, really. And I am proud to be here. Randy and I are proud to be here. Representing the Raider Nation, for sure, from the Raider Nation podcast. Sending out Raider love to all y'all. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.